Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. I'm Kenny. Hi, Don. Hi. Hi, John. Hello. I got to tell you guys something. I'm coming out. I'm coming clean. I'm Uh-oh. admitting this. Um, I love giant beavers. Giant beavers. Okay. Because they make the biggest dams? <laughs> Quite an admission. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting for... When did we get that? When did we get that tweet from uh, Panda Dawn? Was that Monday? Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I've been waiting since Monday. Or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. Just yeah. say that. If you don't know, Panda is one of our listeners, uh, and she's great. On my talk. Yeah, yeah. and evidently the Krabby Show, too, as yes. we call it. Uh, a, and this is dated, this story is dated August 25th, 2021. It's from our buddy, Mary Devine of the Pioneer Press, a write-in campaign for a prehistoric giant beaver that weighed over 200 pounds has secured a spot on the list of popu- uh, possible candidates for state fossil. Huh. But this is from last fall, and it got a lot of votes. The writing campaign has been so successful that the beaver uh, is now in the lead among the possible state fossil candidates proposed by the Science Museum of Minnesota. Uh, it, date back, it dates back to 2.58 million years ago. Oof. Wow. Dawn, I looked this thing up. Eight feet long. 200 pounds. Ooh, I'm starting to get scared because it's in the water. I know. That's the size of a bear. Oh, my gosh. I saw a sturgeon video the other day from the river. Somebody pulled some sturgeon people. They're like, look at this beautiful creature. And it's 10 feet long, and it looks like a freaking Loch Ness monster. It's terrible. (laughs) Terrible. I don't like going into bodies of water that have beaver in them. I don't mind being in a canoe. Because I don't think they're going to do that Jaws thing where they swamp you over and then and try to eat you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like w- putting hip boots on and walking around where there's beaver, eh, mm. eh, I, I do uh, it, but... Um, yeah, are you scared? Uh, do they bite? No, they're mostly afraid of you. They'll slap their tail and then uh, swim away. That's um, very, very dramatic. Yeah, it's like oh. the Real Housewives of the River. <laughs> That's the coolest thing about beavers. If you're in a canoe or something, or you're on shore, and they don't realize you're there, and then they, all of a sudden they see you, they slap their tail, and it's really loud. Oh, sure. Yeah. So evidently, the voting ended of October 1st of last fall, and... I'm guessing it's going to be made law here shortly, John. Did you find yeah, any? I didn't. I just saw the vote you talked about in October. So it's a done deal, though, it sounds like. It's it'll done. Be, it'll be Do the you state know who, fossil. Yeah. Who are the, what were the competition like? Sorry um, to ask follow-up questions. You might not know. I, I can tell you that, actually. A bison head fossil that was found. Yeah. A large, a large long-snouted crocodile relative. No, and no, 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 no. And a Colombian mammoth. Those would oh, be, uh, that'd be cool. the other candidates. Oh, my God. We're still finding fossils like this in Minnesota? Yeah. I guess so. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Here's the quiz. State symbols. I had to look oh, it up. This no. is This is going to go on the list. Uh, the first one is the easiest one. State bird. 
and I'm not recusing you from this, Don. You have to participate. What is Minnesota's state bird? A seagull. <laughs> it should be. It yeah. should be. It, it, I'll give you a hint. It is uh, water-based. Is it a really annoying Canadian goose? No, but it is really annoying. You're okay, getting closer. Um, some kind of waterfowl. Uh, you're getting very close now. John, I think you might have it. Uh, is it some kind of crane? No. No? Okay. You hear the call. People oh, think it's awesome, but sure. it's, re- it's really, really annoying. And the symbol is everywhere. Every gift yeah. shop in Minnesota. Uh, you're getting no. close. A it, loon. It, yeah, when oh, you go to loon. when you go to the yeah you go to the lake, you have to hear the loons, right? Yes, I mean that's just the way it works. Oh, okay. And every single lake house and cabin in Minnesota has some sort of loon, either <laughs> hanging on the wall or carved out. Well, or, they think yeah. that they're king. Then they want to yeah. be here. They're like, obviously, they worship us. So, okay, uh, number two. Uh, and keep in mind, this is the state that started prohibition. Uh, what is the state drink? Milk. Is it really? Mi- I thought milk. I was going to say water. But, uh, oh, I thought you were talking milk. about booze only. When was the last time any of you had milk? Uh, last week. I, I had some with cereal this morning, but I, I never yeah. have had a glass of milk in my life. I hate it. I'll drink uh, the occasional glass of uh, milk, or as the dude called it, uh, I'll have a Caucasian. <laughs> Caucasian. <laughs> uh, I ha- you don't, don't make fun of me, but I've started drinking cashew milk. Yeah. How am I not supposed to make fun of that? Okay, it's 25 Man. calories a cup, and it doesn't have any sugar in it. That's why I'm drinking yeah. it. So you milk a peanut? Milk a cashew or a cashew. I sometimes I put all the emphasis. I'm from the south, so I put the emphasis on the front of the word, and I get made fun of. So, is it cashew up here? Or? I am a Minnesotan, but I still used to live somewhere else. So, is that me. like cashew. is that like insurance? In- insurance. I do say insurance. Okay. And I do, my boyfriend goes insurance. Taco Bell. Insurance. Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, no. State fish. Ooh, really? A pike? Is that, is that walleye? Yeah, Ross got it. Walleye. walleye yeah. Okay. But Don, you're right. It should be the pike. Mm-hmm. It should be the northern. Yeah. Rest in peace, Minnesota Fighting Pike Arena Football. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. Uh, state flag. <laughs> oh, we already have a state. There's state no way flag. to. The state yeah, flag we can't identify. Right, as is the state seal. Uh, the state song, Hail Minnesota. Oh, here's a good one. What is the state fruit? And no jokes here. Mm. Apple. Honey crisp apple. Very good, John. Thank uh, the state. It's probably made at the University of Minnesota, I'm assuming. It, yeah, okay. it was. Yeah, yeah. they're big yeah. apple producers. Have you had one? Oh, I love them. Oh, they're, they're so much better. Than I, I used to else. just eat Fuji apples, but I actually ate a Honeycrisp apple for the first time because I was so stuck on Fuji's. I tried one the other day, and I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, I have to admit, this is yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so good. it's just it's consistently amazing. good. Yeah. Um, I killed my uh, Honeycrisp apple tree, by the way. I've got to plant a new one. Out of spite or what? <laughs> <laughs> you so bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <cut you> down. <laughs> Uh, the state butterfly, monarch. Monarch, very good. State All flower, daisy. No, uh, and I had we had some of these growing wild in our woods. Thistle, 
The yeah, it should be. You're <laughs> right. Those are horrible. The pink ladies slipper. Oh, I think that I knew sounds that. Sounds like a strip club. It does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's one of those clubs in St. Paul that has plexiglass dividing the audience on <laughs> the stage. Uh, the, the state gemstone, and this is so lame. Um, is what? it one of those um, one of those ones that everybody likes and hunts for? Yeah. What is agates. it called? Agate. Agate. Yeah. Agates. I was like, what the hell is an agate? What and is then I went a... to the agate museum. and Were you duly a... impressed? <laughs> I thought, I don't care about exactly. this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and here's terrible. the thing with agate hunters. They, they all have these wild, big dreams and notions about what they're going to do with their agates. Mm-hmm. And they all end up floating around in their car until they trade in their car, and then they throw them away. <laughs> I really, I, every body of water I've been to, I pick up some rocks. I yeah. know that's so weird. But the most interesting ones that I have are from Lake Superior. Right. Yeah. Um, you get like obsidian and all kinds of great stuff. You know what people hunt, actually? They hunt glass. Glass that's been tumbling around mm, out yeah. in the water and it gets kind of um, smooth and polished. Right. And people have big collections of those. Oh. Uh, the state grain? Grain? Wheat? It should be. You're right. It's Oats. wild rice. Oh. Wild rice. Oh. Love wild rice. Uh, and finally, uh, the state muffin. <laughs> yeah, who knew? And no naming names here. Oh, there's, um, there's a whole muffin list. top whenever my pants don't fit. <laughs> Blueberry. Ah, Blueberry. that was too easy. Blueberry. Cheer the one about the talking muffin in the oven. Oh. No, Ross. What, what about it? it? Yeah, I I swear you. Oh, I thought we've talked about this. So there's two muffins in an oven. <laughs> one says, "Oh, it's hot in here." The other one says, "Ah, talking muffin." Almighty, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he gives himself the he has control exactly. over the sound effects. Clearly, uh, I have a Dad jokes. question for you, Ross. Uh, how bad does uh, Dawn's st- uh, feet stink right now? Can you smell her feet? How dare you? It smells in here, and it could possibly be Dawn's feet. How dare you? (laughs) It smells like burnt toast in the the podcast Are you having a stroke? Are you having a stroke, Ross? Because that's a a sign of a stroke. Is that the sign of a stroke? It is, legitimately, (laughs) right, guys? Why are we all laughing? Ross is having a stroke, and we're all laughing. Oh, what about feeling warm? It it feels about 108 degrees in the studio today, and all the heat's turned down. Well, well take your sweatshirt off. Yeah, I was going to point You have a t-shirt on under it. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Okay. When I was a third grader, my babysitter, um, and I think her name was Deanne Garfinkel, she had the worst smelling feet I have ever smelled. Oh. And I have never smelled feet worse than hers since. And I'm now, you know... Somewhere in my 50s. I don't remember how old I am. Um, but I have never forgotten that smell. And as soon as she would come over, she would take her her shoes off. Yeah. And her feet just stunk to high heaven. Yeah. <sighs> and we all know that women's feet stink more than men's. It's not true. I have a story. Um, did, you, did you print this, John, or am I reading this? Or do you I, have it, Don? You I have it. I think it. we all we all have it. I think. Yeah. Do, yeah. You do it, Don. Okay. So, Procter and Gamble is in trouble in China because they ran an ad on social media <laughs> purely to sell um, some type of uh, a product 
for cleaning your feet to women. And they said that um, women's feet smell five times worse than men's. That's true. Not based in any fact. Well. Uh, They were, Chinese women were mad, of course. Um, Who are you to doubt Procter and Gamble? There have been studies done, published in the National Library of Medicine found that women's feet in general boasted a higher biodiversity of cultured bacterial species. Splooge. 17 individual species than men who had 14 individual species. However, they deemed the findings not not statistically significant. Try to say that five times fast with regard to cleanliness. So it's not significant. Here's the deal with you women. You walk around not wearing socks all the time. Are you, always. I always and, have socks on. And it's a swamp in your shoes. How, how can you stand? It's all squishy. Oh, my God. I can, Who I are can you? He, I can hear the squishing as you're walking down the hallway. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You mean... Someone is wearing shoes without socks. Yes, that you know. Oh, lots of yeah, me oh, too. Yeah. Oh no, no, gonna, no, no, no! I'm going to say 99 percent of women. <laughs> right, uh, well, in the summertime, we're According not going to wear. According to Procter I mean, and Gamble, it's 99 percent of women. If you're wearing sandals or something or high heels, you're not going to wear socks with those. That's just so, you don't. And there's the foot sweat, and then now you're stinking up the whole room or the whole office, whatever. Yeah, I throw them away if they get stinky. One time I tried to freeze my shoes because I heard that kills bacteria. How'd that go? Mm, didn't work. It's the I've been told the opposite, at really? least to get rid of the smell as you set them outside in the baking sun and the heat. Oh. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So I've been told the opposite. Okay. Just, uh, I just use foot powder. Yeah, foot powder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what's her name again? Please. I can't get over the name of your babysitter. I think, I think if I remember right, it was Deanne Garfinkel. Deanne Garfinkel. What was her lifestyle? Was she an um, athlete? Was a, she was a teenager. I don't know. I was oh, like geez. 10. Was she uh, a cheerleader? Was she wearing like, was she doing activity that was sweat inducing? <laughs> no, I think it was just natural stink. Okay. She stunk and she probably didn't change her socks enough. Yeah. Right. And right. then you're like just creating a nightmare. And she had a sister that I was so in love with. It was the first older woman I've ever fallen uh, in love with. What was her name? I think it was Denise. Denise. Or I'm afraid to say it might have been Dawn. It was a D name. Dawn I think it was Denise. Finkelstein. What was it? Garfinkel. 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 Don Garfinkel. Or Finkelstein? Finkel something. No, that's what you said at first was Garfinkel. Yeah, Garfinkel. That's, I think that's what it was. Uh, Kenny, could she have possibly moved out east? Oh, my God, he's looked her up. Oh, Are you spying no. on her? See if she once lived in um, Prior Lake, Minnesota. Okay, well, this is I found a De- this is from LinkedIn. I found a Deanna Garfinkel. <laughs> okay. She lists her jobs as family assistant, What's professional that? nanny. Huh. Does she live here and we're talking about her? Is there anything about her feet? Jesus. <laughs> I apologize if you're listening. I know. I don't, I, Dawn, I can't answer no, that. I and I was apologize. I was really wary of bringing her up, um, but mm-hmm. I, I still distinctly, all these years later, remember her stinky feet <laughs> and her hot sister, who I was so in love with. <laughs> Tell me that, more about uh, her sister. 
that's an odor though that never goes away. No, ever. When I when I was a kid, she probably has I used fungus to, too. I used to play outside twelve hours a day and change socks about once every five days. <gasps> oh, and, and I can, I can remember how bad my feet. This is when I was seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah, how bad my feet smelled until I figured out what was going on. And it, it's an odor I can still smell. Yeah, D- yeah. Um, if you have like fungus on your toes, like athlete's foot or something, that really gets the stink going. I don't have any of that, but my feet sweat really bad, so much so that they yeah. get really cold in the winter. Yeah. Um, well, and like, say, when I go deer hunting and I have to spend the whole day sitting in a tree stand, um, what I'll do is I'll wear one pair of socks out there as I walk out to the woods. And when I get there, I take those socks off, put them in a Ziploc, and oh. put on a dry pair of socks. Wow. You, this is great. This is great hygiene. I love it. Oh, it's not hygiene. It's cold feet. I hate getting cold feet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... The best socks that I have found, because Minnesota is cold, are called Farm to Feet. Really? Yeah, farm you can look feet. them up online. Um, they're great, and we fight over them at home. I call them Farm to Table. <laughs> just cause it's, I'm like, give me those Farm to Tables. I'm so cold. You ever I'll know sometimes any... I'll wear, wear two pair of socks. Oh, yeah, in the winter. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, have you ever known anybody with a foot fetish that likes sucking on your toes? Yikes. Hmm. Um, I've talked to somebody that has one, but I've, yes, so briefly, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never actually met anybody, but I've seen the videos, and I don't, I don't get what it does for you. I don't okay. understand that. Well, here's the science behind that. Yeah. In your brain, yeah. the, your brain is separated into, like, you know, sensation. Like, they know exactly where feet are and it's right next to genitals in your head really as sensations and so it gets crossed they get confused it's a brain issue oh if that makes it better for people to understand that's real i didn't make that up speaking of brains can i change the subject just just for a second oh please and and i want to bring it up with you specifically because it was a dream i had this morning um we were the four of us were in an suv driving to a concert the four Um, of us joe no joe suchere was behind the wheel Ah, i'm not in there am i no (laughs) thank god chris reavers was in the passenger front seat i was sitting behind joe John, you were sitting behind Reavers, and Matthew, rookie, was sitting in the far back bouncing around, okay? Of course he was. We're driving down the freeway. Next thing I know, and what does, I want to know what this means, Don. I know. I'm thinking about it. All of a sudden, Joe was not in the front seat. He was in the back with Rookie. The car was still driving, yeah. but, but nobody was behind the wheel. Uh-huh. And we were trying to, we were yelling at Reavers to take over, but I don't know if he was drinking beer, he was doing something else. He wouldn't drive. What does that mean? Okay, so all of those people are you? Me? Different parts of yourself. Really? Yes. The dream is always about the dreamer. So anybody in your dream is a, is a portion of yourself. Since they're all male, this is your conscious life, your conscious experiences. It's not your subconscious. Yeah. So you have to look at each person in the car. First of all, make a list of three qualities. It can be good or bad. You don't have to tell us that they each have. And a car is your body. So you're dreaming about your body, yeah. first of all. At some point yesterday or the day before you had this dream, the part of you 
that you feel like is mu- most like Joe had taken over your body. Oh, God. Okay? And so not taking over your body like I'm possessed by Joe. I'm right. saying you're dreaming about your physical body and what is going on with it. If you were, And at some point you felt like uh, you were not in control. You're not driving, first of all, which is... a well, just think about that. Yeah. You don't feel like you're in control of your body. Maybe you have heartburn. It could be something as simple as that. You know? oh, and then oh. you're basically saying, I'm out. I cannot control my body. I'm not driving the car. That's and then I'm begging Reavers, who I'm sure your qualities about him are not positive. You're correct about that. <laughs> so you're even asking that part of yourself <laughs> to take over. But he won't. And rookie, God, of he's course just, he's in the back seat. I mean, yeah, he's a, and then he's a, Joe goes back there with him. No one's in control, right? And th- there's part of you that's like, somebody get control of this body of mine. Uh-huh. You're asking all those parts of yourself. I don't care if it's even, you know, Reavers, the Crazy. inner Reavers. Crazy. Did you have some problems, health issues? I did, and I'll talk you to you. cut your leg off. <laughs> for, and then when I finally, right before I woke up, we had made it to a concert. and oh, uh, the concert. They were out uh, watching the concert, but I was backstage, and uh, I was hanging out with Taylor Swift, oh, of all people, oh, who was being really cool and nothing like the person I imagined she is. Uh-huh. She wasn't being a self-absorbed pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just being really cool and i was smoking a cigar and some bouncer came along and made me put the cigar out and then i woke up okay so now we're going Uh, after the body to a place go ahead what the part about my body yesterday and john i think you might remember this after the show sushere offered me a hundred dollars to cut off my beard and i said no but (gasps) i'll i'll do it for 200 yeah oh my gosh so you feel like you kind of sold out is that? Do you think that's what it was? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because even by saying that, that that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. No, of don't course I'm Joe, not gonna. Yeah, but the inner part of you that was prop. I don't know. How do you feel about Joe? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but he has certain qualities, good yes. or bad, whatever. Yeah. So that person kind of took over. It's probably ego versus ego within yourself. Huh. And then when you get to the con- – let's – okay, so you move on from the body stuff. Then you get to the concert. That's a place where within yourself where you, you got past that and you're like, I just want to find some harmony within myself. Yeah. And then you were trying to chill out and zone out. And so yeah. you had to come together with the Taylor Swift part of you, which is your subconscious mind since she's a woman. So you just had a situation where you're like, all right, the Taylor Swift in me is not too bad. I'd rather hang out with her. I was I was astonished that she was so cool, Don. Yeah, and so you recognize that your subconscious mind is pretty cool, and you were astonished by that because maybe you calmed yourself down from some something. Wow! Thank God! Thank God! I wasn't involved in any of this. Yeah, you were kind of just there, just in the car, because that's you know. See, I thought for sure it had something to do with our Monday GL show, which was the biggest disaster we've ever done. Um, It was it was eighteen minutes. It was a just a. 100% 100% disaster, and I thought, well, this has to do with that. Yeah, and Kenny, I, I hate to say this to you, but we're actually going to have to start over. I forgot to hit record on this podcast. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I don't believe very you, gullible. Ross. I don't believe you. I'm very gullible. Okay, before we move do, on, I, I, go ahead, John. What? I was just going to say, Don, do you do this with dreams all the time? Seriously, a serious question. Uh, because yeah, I, I have really weird dreams. Okay, so I, you might, yeah. Uh, 
I went to the school of metaphysics for two years and took classes on dream interpretation and how to meditate and just really loved it. It was like, man, it just really taught me that like um, you are in control of your life. You're not a victim of life. You're participating. And that's Uh a really big relief to be like, oh, I can control my life. I may have to set up a session with you at some point. Yeah. That's a very I have just bizarre nonstop dreams. That's oh, a yeah. very stoic thing to say, Don. That that's uh, amazing what you just said. Because yeah, if you go around feeling like you're a victim of everything, you've got mm-hmm. to realize that you're not and you can take control. Everything's a lesson. That sounds very woo-woo, I know, but like you're in control. You can change things. And if you get to a point in your dreams where you're like, oh, I'm not holding a gun. This is a parakeet. Boom. And you change it. You're doing that in your life. You'll start to do it in your dreams where you're like, I don't want to be in the mud. I want to fly. <laughs> wow. Oh, Lord. What do sex dreams mean? Uh, it means that you have to take the qualities of the person and you are uh, sex is trying to formulate a new idea so it's a part of you that's coming up with something and you have to use both your subconscious and conscious mind to like the soul part of you wants you to do something you recognize that and you go i'm going to turn this into action you haven't done it yet but you've got some good ideas cooking i I have one too. Then, if I can ask, sure. as long as we're doing this, <laughs> I all I a lot. Ninety percent of my dreams have people from different times in my life uh-huh. in the same place. Yeah, and half of those people shouldn't be in, say, the house I grew mm-hmm. up in or the office where I worked, but they are, and we're all just interacting. Yeah, and, and it makes it makes no sense time time frame wise or where we're at or anything. Ninety yeah. percent of my dreams. Ninety percent. Okay, yeah. so yeah, yeah, these are all different parts of yourself. So you have to think about each person and what qualities they have. So huh. every, like I said, the dream is always about the dreamer. It's not yep. about other people because your soul doesn't give a crap about <laughs> other people, really. Okay. It just cares about you and your journey. Those, yeah. those other things are just, you know. I just sure. got a text. Somebody must be listening in the building there. What? Uh, How does, just, that doesn't happen. Please. I just <laughs> got a text from somebody in the building, and I'm supposed to ask you. What? What about sex dreams where I'm performing... Um, you are uh, making this up right now. I'm performing a sex act on myself. What does that mean? And I'm not going to use his name. Does that, is that a legitimate question? Is it the guy that was just in here? No. Okay. Uh, no, it's Good. not an engineer. Because I don't want to think about that. Please. No. You probably don't know. I don't know how they're listening, but um, what does that does that mean? Anything? You're performing an act on yourself. Well, it's not going, it's like you're doing something that isn't going to, it's kind of like you're probably distracted by something that you think is going to produce a goal. It's going, you have a goal in mind, but you're doing things that are BS, that aren't going to get you to the goal because you're not using all parts of yourself to create it. You know, it's kind of like, The only thing I can think of is when I was a salesperson, I spent a lot of time in radio sales researching things. Yeah. And instead of getting out there and actually talking to people because it scared me, 
So I thought I was really doing well. Like, I need to know everything about Ford trucks so that when I go into that dealership and try to sell this guy on advertising, like, you don't need to do that. That's a waste of time. Yeah. You need to learn how to kiss someone's ass. Right. (laughs) Or no. (laughs) You need to learn how to... um, a bunch of other things. It's complicated. Sales is complicated. It's very difficult. And I commend anybody who has to do that. John, working with Dawn for as long as I had, the urge to go to her every single day with a new dream. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very well, strong. That would be very tough. Yeah, You really have to control yourself around her because she, she's got an answer for everything. And she's yeah. got a book. Didn't we? You used to do a bit. Yeah, we uh-huh. used to do a bit called Dreamweaver Dawn. Right. Right, yeah. and and listeners would call up, and she—it's like the Sally Jesse Raphael radio show. She <laughs> she'd talk them off a ledge. It was awesome. Oh yeah, people are um, tortured by their dreams. People like don't make moves in their life because they feel like I can't get on a plane because I had a dream that wow. a, the plane's going to crash, or I I you know, or oh my gosh, I dreamt about having sex with my boss, so. Now I feel weird at work and I have to quit my job or I don't know. All kinds of crazy things that you shouldn't be taking that seriously. Any more questions, Sean? I I don't have any uh, more dream questions because this could take three hours. So we'll just just stop there. All right. Before we move on, I just wanted to mention one more thing about this stinky feet story. Sure. Um, And uh, I have a copy of the story you were reading. Other dubious declarations included claims that women's chest areas smell worse than men's, <laughs> that, that their hair is twice as dirty due to less frequent washing, oh. and that their underwear is grubbier <gasps> on average. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> this is... John, how about grubby undies for a rock band? It's <laughs> not bad. That's good. I and like And then it. the final line of the story. Grubby panties. <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> Underpants. <Yeah>. Underpants. Britches. <laughs> uh, and then the last line of the story is what really got me, and they really leave us hanging here. In a similar uh, misogynist advertising incident in November, South Korea's largest dairy provi- purveyor came under fire over a commercial that depicted women as cows. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good idea. Well, was it funny, though? Because I might want to see that. <laughs> yeah. One, one more footnote, if I can. I'm looking at, at these at these farm to feed socks. They look great. They're awesome. I'm not, I'm not Maybe doing they can an ad here. I'm just show. Yeah, they're wonderful. Oh, my gosh, they're so warm. If your feet are ice cold yep. and you put those look- on... Within 20 minutes, they're, I don't know what they're made of, but they're I've even look comfy as hell. I've yeah. even wore uh, sweat wicking socks that are supposed to wick the sweat away and put yeah, it on the next sure. layer. All right. We teased to this story uh, last week, and uh, for the last week, all I've been thinking is, Mama had a baby and her eyes popped out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Holy cow. Did one of you print this, or do I just I did have... not print I, it, but I, I read do, it. I do have it. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, John. A stay-at-home mom from Indiana has opened up about suffering a rare side effect while giving birth, telling of how her eyeball actually popped out of her head while she was pushing. <laughs> After going... <laughs> After going into labor with their daughter, Phoebe Bell, 23-year-old Bethany Collins was given 
pitocin, a synthetic hormone that helps stimulate a woman's uterus muscles and causes contractions. So it speeds things up. Pitocin, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we don't know. However, we don't know. Yeah, (laughs) My sisters are baby nurses, or they were, so that's why I know this. Uh, Despite all this, Bethany's cervix still wasn't opening. She was experiencing severe contractions, and given that her baby's heart rate was dropping, she opted for an epidural. After pushing as hard as she could to deliver her daughter, she felt an intense pressure in her left eye and realized something was not right. Hmm. Bethany said, and this is a quote, I heard a pop. Oh, and I asked, Lord. I asked the doctor, is my eyeball still in my head? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. She says the doc said yes, it was, but she said she opened her eyes and everything was blurry. She said, I felt so much pressure in my left eye, but I pushed again for a third time, and the baby came out. I mean, they, maybe she saw the doctors and nurses backing away in the room, going, oh, go it ahead, get, you do it. Get it get worse. It, she, she became a freak show. Oh. Yeah, uh, she said right after the baby was born, she asked her husband, is my eyeball really in my head? And, and her husband very helpfully said, well, it's poking out a little more than the other one, but it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Not true. Thank you for being gentle with that. After 10 minutes had passed, Bethany's eye began poking out even further with the situation continuing to get worse overnight. As he was stitching her up, the doctor remarked he'd never seen such a thing happen before and decided to call an optometrist to take a look at her eye. Uh, Bethany said, I told him I wasn't in any pain, but he just continued looking at my eye. (laughs) Oh, my God. How'd you like to be laying there? (laughs) My God. I just have questions about, so she's at the point of pushing, but you gave her an epidural? Nope. Because the the heart a, rate was dropping, right. evidently. Of then the you baby, should have done yeah. a C-section. I mean, what is going on here with the Indiana doctors? There's a point where you don't <laughs> give someone an epidural. They, they say, like, if someone goes, okay, now I want an epidural, they will go, sorry, too late. You know what I mean? Because it relaxes yep. everything and you're not in pain, but you can't push. Like, you can push, but you don't feel if you're pushing or not. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, you're, you're like, am I doing it? <laughs> and I know that there's a big point where it's like people want to do natural, and then they go, I've changed my mind. And they right. go, too late. Yeah, too you're late. doing it. You're so pushing. I just, I'm just sorry. I shouldn't have focused on that I, part of the story, but. I can tell you from experience that they do not give the husbands epidurals. I can <laughs> Bethany, it got even worse because she said the whole unit came over and started staring at her face. Oh, well, somebody do something. Well, she said a nurse helped out. Uh, she said uh, she wanted to make a patch. The nurse, she got a pack of nipple covers and used them to cover uh, Bethany's you eyes. You are lying about the is nipple covers. The, is that the things that the, the strippers wear with the tassel on them? A pasty? <laughs> Isn't that what that is? What's a nipple cover? Uh, maybe for nursing mothers, they put it in oh, their bra oh, to, or something. To soak up the... I don't know. Okay. I'm just guessing. Yeah. But okay, I do know them. My hunch is that Nick from Ottertail County might have been That's moonlighting what I'm in the hospital. <laughs> That's why I thought this was all a setup for me again to be pranked. Uh, again. No. The next day, uh, she did go see an optometrist. Uh, the uh, he, he, he said he'd never seen anything like this. Uh, ultimately, she said the final verdict was that there was just a lot of pressure from the force of the push. So he said, wait and see if it would go back. Oh, At for the two week mark, <laughs> the two-week mark, I noticed some improvements. It looked like I had a black eye. It was protruding and bruised. And However, 
Yes. Really lower than the other one because we've seen pictures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it did go back to normal, though. She said it took a couple of weeks, uh, six weeks, actually, for the eye to flush back into her face and even out with the other eye. Uh, she said, though, for those six weeks, quote, I really thought I was doomed. But she says things are great now. She has two normal eyeballs and a beautiful two-month-old baby girl. With normal eyeballs. Yes, baby girl's normal eyeballs. Oh, okay. My gosh. All right, we've had some fun here. Um, but now um, I feel that we need to get a little serious. I, I don't think oh. we've ever gotten serious on this show before. Oh, what are you talking about? I don't want to. <laughs> um, well, unfortunately, McLean, it's about you. Oh, yeah, you oh. said. Um, and it, this is basically, I don't know if you've had one before. If you have, you're going to have another one right here and now. This is an intervention. Um, you are, your behavior, um, not so much in the past, but in the future could really affect us in a negative way. And I feel it's, uh, my duty and our duty as friends of yours to uh, put our foot down. We are no longer going to allow you to skydive ever yeah. again. Okay. It's, you if cannot it has to do with the video. I have a lot of things to say about that. I'm not that kind of skydiver. A skydive video is was being passed around last week, and if you look closely, it's actually dated from a year or two ago, if I remember right, where a bunch of knuckleheads are jumping out of a plane, um, and one of them somehow gets clocked in the head, and even though he's wearing a helmet, the guy gets knocked out, and he's free-falling unconscious. And the guy that has the camera, I think it's probably mounted on his helmet, yeah. makes his way over to this guy, and the guy is tumbling and twirling and doing somersaulting. He gets control of the guy, and you can see the guy's head back and his eyes closed, and he pulls his ripcord, and, uh, and that's where the video ends. I'm assuming he landed with maybe a broken leg, maybe not, but he lived. And I, I just saw this, and I decided... Um, as long as I know Don McLean, I, I am not allowing her to skydive ever again. <laughs> what say you? Um, well, I am just really judging these jumpers. Okay? If you watch the video, I've, I was trained by a military paratrooper who trains military. And he was like, called us warriors. <laughs> like, he'd be like, Warriors? <laughs> You know, I mean, we were obsessive about checking our gear, about the way we did a skydive. I mean, I was trained extremely well, and um, th everything is wrong about this video. Well, starting where? Okay, but well, first of all, when they're in the door, I was like, oh, I think there's a way you can jump. There's ways that you can jump out, and they teach you in advanced free fall classes um, uh, non-traditional exit and it would be like, it's called bombing the door. So you're in the door and you're hanging there. And then you, like Superman, go towards the tail and just go, boom. It's really fun. But the point is, is that you might have to have an exit out of the plane that isn't normal. And it's a challenge to right yourself, which would be your body is in an X position and you're arching your back like crazy. Okay. Right. And you cannot have your feet slightly off. None of these guys are like it's like three people just jumped out of a plane who have no training at all i can't believe these skydivers are not training this guy to properly right himself did they and go out backwards don they did but like what is that correct 
they needed to go actually upside down, and they oh. just kind of jumped out. I'm like, what are they doing? That door is not big enough for three of them to be standing there to do that. I hope they have like a, well, they should like have a strut that's out to the side. You right. climb out on the strut under the wing, and sure. then you go one, two, three, boom, and backwards. Nobody can see me right now, but you go backwards out of the plane, and you tumble over, and then you're in an X, and you are in that X. I think they were trying to hold on to him because they were... It's like, why are you... Maybe he was just curling up in a ball. I'm just judging that they let go of him. And then he, I don't know when he blacked out, but they were all wonky. None of them were flying right. So I uh, just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is all wrong. The guy who uh, gets, he gets knocked out by one of the other guys. They run into each other. Boom, head to head. I see that. Oh, it's head to head. I see that. But also there's a lot of things that happened before that that are just super wrong. I don't know why they're not with him because those jump masters should be good enough to where they are with you. If you start tumbling away, they know how to take their hands down and fly like Superman to you, which is what the videographer did. Yeah, that's what it looked like. The guy so was trying to do. So you can't see buddy. what his body is buddy. doing, but it's the coolest thing you'll ever see if you're skydiving. Like, I would do. I had had to, had to do a series of moves to pass tests. Like, I have to do a barrel roll back, forward, to the side, turn three sixty degrees, turn another three. I mean, it's complicated when you get high up in those levels of testing, yeah. and then you see your because they're watching you they're like flying next to you and they can circle around and see you do this stuff they're they are testing you and wow. then they tell you to pull your parachute which is this motion it, well you look at your alt- altimeter every couple of seconds then they fly away from you and they put how you do that is that you put your arms down to the side and it makes you just like a rocket go forward like it's really uh, fun and cool but amazing. Cool. B- beside all of that um, I just don't know why their form is so bad and how they're not with him, and he's just floating around in the space. Yeah, I, I hate to—it's not funny, but when you look at his body, it reminds me of Bubbles on uh, Trailer Park Boys because <laughs> yeah. he's got this thing. Arm straight, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, uh-huh. yeah, I just— I just, There's our reference. I feel way. like he passed out way yeah, before that. Do you? Like, yeah, because yeah. he starts yep. tumbling far away, and they're— they're all far away like what why did you let him go so like you let him go but then i don't know you're not with him like what's the point of this it's so weird and then um also just i know it says that the videographer saved him yeah but we all have reserve parachutes that will automatically deploy at like 750 feet or 600 feet i can't remember what we have and it is checked Huh. So obsessively, before you get up in the air, that it is right. It's green. I think it's called oh. a cypress. And if you're passed out, it will deploy, and then at least you won't pass away. You'll just probably break your leg. If yes. you are passed out and yeah. land on the ground, you'll probably break your Yeah, yeah 650 your feet, that's not very far when, when you're plummeting to earth. I would want it to be a couple of thousand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So let me ask you a dumb question, and this is going to sound like when you said uh, there should be uh, regulations on when when you can walk out on the ice, which I thought was just hysterical. Oh, yeah. Aren't there <laughs> – there should be regulations that oversee these jump schools. Well, yeah, you have to research that. It's like if they are AFF certified, that's what you want to look for if they are teaching that. If you want to – like I – as a skydiver was most interested in doing gymnastics and tricks and the free fall part of it. Flying really? my parachute is the yeah. last th- I'm like, okay, well, it, the fun's over and now I got to get down. <laughs> huh? And so that's fine. I, but like, it's all about for me, like doing formations with people and being able to do all of this stuff in the air. Yeah. That was the fun part, fart, <laughs> fun part for me. But, um, so yeah, I, I probably sound like a know-it-all and well, that's why I brought it up. I just feel like I was trained really well. I know I was because he was a military jumper. Then you have static line jumpers, which are military jumpers and they are on, they don't deploy their parachute. It does it for them when they jump out because it's literally on a line and they jump way lower. We see them like in World War II films. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Yeah. So have, this is like acrobatic stuff that I do. Have you ever had a notion, and I forget what it's called, to jump off a tall building? Uh, what is that called? Oh, you mean those wingsuits? No, um, they, they basically throw themselves off a building. Base jumpers? Yeah, base yeah, jumpers. It, no, absolutely not. Most skydivers would say I would never do that. Really? Because those people are crazy. Yeah. No, seriously. It's like skydivers <laughs> I know are so safe like they follow all the rules there are protocols you should see us before we go up in that airplane we're all we have our packs on and we're obsessively doing three motions we're going like this this and down by our ripcord we're checking to see if we're and it's like you just do it constantly you tug on it because we're so paranoid it's like obsessive compulsive behavior we're all doing that that and then we're all looking it's like Check Up like here. you're checking backs. Uh, you, backpack you need straps. to make sure that you're strapped in. It's yeah. you're all strapped in, but you want to make sure that your pack is on correctly. So there's yeah. a, something up here to your yeah. left shoulder, your right shoulder, and then down where you pull your parachute, which is over to the right side by your back, by your butt. John? And other people are going around looking at your reserve parachute yeah. because it'll say that the last time it's been checked and repacked. There's a number on it and whether or not it's, you know, says it's good. And they we all look at each other's constantly. It's like. Okay. Um, John, it seems like she has her ass together. I think so. Yeah. More people She's... die from chewing on ballpoint pens a year than skydiving. Oh, you just hit a nerve with John Height. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, John. Because tell her. Because more people chew on pens and you can't, you cannot, I know, you cannot ever get a control on that to see how many have, people well, are chewing on pens. I've the, never the pro- met a person who chews on pens more than John Hyde. Oh, but here's, okay. here's my problem, though. I never let people touch my pens. When I was in the office, it would drive me nuts. If somebody grabbed my pen, I'd say, well, that's yours now. I chew on them, and I don't want to chew on it after you touched it. Okay. So yeah, they, never, they, ever. The cap. <laughs> they choke on the cap. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho... I'm the only normal one here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any problems like that whatsoever. Yeah, because you stay on the ground and you don't put except, bad things in your mouth. Except weird sex dreams. <laughs> oh, my Lord, right. Ross, are we done? Yeah. 
Yeah, and in closing, I just want to know, is John going to show up on the things we pulled out of our orifices in 2022 <laughs> when he swallows on a pen cap? I hope not. <laughs> You're just chewing on them, right, John? They're not. Yeah, I just going... chew on them, that's all. All right. Okay. Uh, thanks, sir. Uh, be careful. Yeah, and thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcast.